You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And and, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. What's up, fellas? What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, uh, so welcome to another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Rod. And uh, so this week, man, I... Um, I got something I wanted to kind of go over, man. And, and I call this one, you know, fatherhood by the numbers, right? Fatherhood by numbers. So I'll be doing my research, you know, uh, on a weekly basis. I do some research and figure some things out. And uh, so I want to kind of give you guys some, some numbers on fatherhood, because uh, as I've said before, when we look at fatherhood, we, we oftentimes uh, see what's portrayed on the media or, or on TVs, movies, shows, things like that, kind of things about fathers that, uh, you know, maybe are, are, are supporting the ideas that you have of fatherhood or maybe not supporting kind of, you know, depends on your stance on it, right. Or where you're standing. Um, but assuming, uh, since you're listening to this podcast, you're watching this video, uh, you're a father trying to be a better father. And, uh, so I salute you on that one. Um, and so hopefully that, you know, hearing some of this stuff will, will be beneficial to you. Um, so a couple things, one, <laughs> This week has been interesting. We uh, we went on on vacation over the, the past weekend, went camping, uh, me and a couple of uh, my, my father friends, my fatherhood friends, uh, got our families together. We went out and went camping, set up shop uh, for, for a few days, uh, got to bond with the families, hang out with the fellas. Uh, it's always a great time to get together uh, with, with fathers who are like-minded, you know, trying to be the best possible father they could be. So that was, that was exciting. Um, right before we went though, right before we went, my, uh, my youngest daughter is playing softball this year. She's six U, So it's coach pitch. Um, and I got to pitch, uh, I'm coaching the team, right. I'm, I'm the manager of the team. And I, I, uh, got to pitch her, her first home run. <laughs> um, and it was a really, really special moment. Like she stepped into the box and this is her first at bat of the season. She steps into the box and, and my youngest is, um, she has a, like a huge personality and she is always like doing something, looking for something, moving, touching, talking, whatever. Right. And usually in practice, and I told my wife this a few weeks ago, there's something different about her. Um, and for whatever reason, when she's hitting and I'm pitch like I'm pitching to her, uh, it used to be like, well, she would be like checking out what other people are doing, or she's like in the box and there's a squirrel kind of thing. Right. Um, but lately she gets in the box and she stares a hole through me, right? Like her face is blank and her eyes are locked on mine, right? And, and it, like it's the first time it creeped me out because I was like, are you okay? Because she's not normally like that. She's like, she didn't even say anything. She nodded one time and locked right back in. I was like, okay, pitched the ball to her. She killed it. And this has been for like the last two weeks. Anytime we go out in the backyard and hit, we're at practice, we, we're hitting. She stares me down and she kills the ball. Like she's on a, a killer streak, right? So we go into the game. 
talking to her before the game about it, talking to the team, you know, all the usuals. And uh, she's being her normal self. She's playing with her teammates. She's talk I'm talking. She's like, okay, dad. Right? Looking all over the place. Um, but she's batting fifth. The girl before her is on under so two batters ahead of her, first and second. Um, and then she comes up. And she steps in the box and she stares at me. And I'm like, okay, kid, <laughs> I know what this is. So I pitch her the ball, right? First pitch, I suck, right? The ball is in the dirt, you know, a six shoe. So everything is a strike, strike one. She steps out, she takes it. So I'm like, who are you? Like, she's professional at this point. She steps out of the box, takes a swing, steps back in the box, stares a hole in me. <laughs> and so I, I second pitch, I like, I got to make sure this is right. I don't care what my, my this has got to be perfect. Right over the plate, bow, she smacks it. Now, I don't know how many of you guys are, are you know, have done the six shoe softball thing, but usually everything's infield, right? It's all ground balls. There might be like a one hopper here or there. This thing clears the infield and is into the grass. So like six shoe, these kids don't know what to do with that ball, right? Like their balls are never hit into the grass. So these kids freak out. The girl who's playing outfield is not even moving. She takes off, right? She takes off running as fast as she can. She hits first. Nothing's happening. First base coach sends her. Second, like third base coach is waving her hand. She goes to third. They, there's a missed throw from the outfield. She scores, right? Inside the park home run as a six shoe. And I like watching her run around the bases. I could see the smile on her face, like how happy she was, how excited she was. She crosses home plate. She runs over to the dugout and her teammates surround her and they do like a little cheer. And, and like the moment was like, one, it happened really fast, but then two, in my mind, it was happening really slow. Like I was watching her run and like, <laughs> It felt like, you know, when you were a kid and they used to do like the Olympic thing where like they were moving and it was like, dun, 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 dun. and the person's like running in slow motion. It was like that for me, like the moment slowed down and I watched her for what seemed like an eternity with this big smile on her face, run around the bases. And that was like a really touching moment. Like I, I told my wife, you know, when she was running, like she kicked some dirt up and the dirt, the wind had blew the dirt into my eyes and my eyes had begun to water, um, you know, not, not in cry or anything, but like, I, you know, the, the wells of my eyes kind of watered up and I had to wipe them away because, uh, you know, I didn't, I had to pitch to the next girl. So I need to be able to see and he'd be locked in as coach. Um, but it was really, really exciting, really, really special moment. Like it was, it was really cool uh, to have that happen. Um, you know, with her, she, she wasn't able to play last year because of COVID and it was going to be her first year playing. So she missed that whole season. So she was really excited about this season and uh, so far so good, man. Super excited about that. Um, she ended up having a, like a basis clearing double the next at bat. So she had a heck of a game. She was her team's MVP. I had no, nothing to do with the vote. Like the, the girls voted on it. Um, she accounted for all the runs for our team. So, uh, you know, humble brag in that situation, but like really excited for the moment. Um, it's a really touching uh, time, right? So anyway, so that happens and then we go camping, get to spend time, super dope moments, right? Great, great bonding experience. And then we come back on Monday and my, my oldest daughter is playing uh, on, on Monday, right? She's eight, eight years old. 
Uh, she's nine now. It's the 8U team, so she just turned nine. So she was able to play 8U this year. Um, and so she's a second-year 8U. And uh, I'm not pitching, right? The kids are pitching to them at this point. But she uh, she's one of the, the fast kids on the team. She's one of – she's probably the fastest kid on the team, right? And so every time – every opportunity they get when she's on base, they try to send her to steal. So – her first at bat, she gets up. The, the pitches are super wild, so she gets walked. Uh, she's on first, and I don't know if the coach sent her or not because he was like, Reagan, go back. But <laughs> but she took off, first pitch, second base. And I'm, I'm looking at her, watch now. She's watching the third base coach, and I'm looking at her eyes and she's watching the third base coach because I assist with the team, so I came down to watch. I'm like next to the dugout. And uh, she looks at him. She looks at the pitcher. She looks at him. She looks at the pitcher. The ball is pitched. <laughs> she steals again. Um, so she stole first, and so she stole second and third, um, and ended up, you know, being being batted in, which was dope. She scored a run, um, second at bat. I think she got a single, um, and she didn't steal that time because there was somebody on, on base ahead of her. But so super cool, like little softball moments so far this year. Um, really excited about you know the opportunities to be involved with them. Um, I hadn't previously been able to do that because of work, and now that I'm an entrepreneur, I'm able to make the time. Um, which is one thing I talk about a lot is like we always complain about not having the time or not being able to find the time. But the reality is whether it's health, fitness or family, you have to make the time, right? You have to make the time in order to make the impact or to make, you know, the income or whatever it is, or to, to, to make the change, you have to make the time. Right. So um, just a quick recap of how the week went. Um, we are, yeah. So my, my, this coming weekend, my, my wife is going away for the weekend. Um, we do like these little, uh getaways right like a, a we do like a staycation man she go you know, she'll go and, and stay and i'll or i'll go and we'll stay and just so we have like our little independence from the family like because we we're so invested in everything our family does like it, every once in a while we are human right so we need to take some time to just unplug from everything even being a mom or a dad and unplug for a day or two um to have some time to recover uh, to recharge and come back and be able to devote that kind of attention and time um, because we go hard for our family. We go hard for our kids. Um, and so you definitely need to be able to recharge. And it's hard to do that. It's hard to recharge when you're going hard, right? And so we take that little bit of time. So it's me and the girls all weekend together. Uh, we got games again this weekend, um, full Saturday of, of softball activity. So excited to see what happens there. Um, yeah. So anyway, so the purpose of this episode, like I said, was fatherhood by the numbers um, and just going over some quick stuff. Right. Cause some stuff that I discovered that I, some stuff that I knew, some stuff that I didn't. But I thought it was important to share with you guys. Right. Because uh, I just want you to know you're not not alone. Some of these going to fit into some of these columns. You may feel like, uh, you know, maybe not none of your friends are, are dealing with this or nobody's dealing with this, but you are not alone. Right. So the first one is there's roughly and there's more probably right there's roughly seven now look i know you're excited to get back to the podcast but i just really quickly want to bring up to you guys uh potential performance is having that huge sale on the uh post-pandemic parent performance program 
Uh, it was normally $199, um, got all the way down to 47 bucks. What you get is, is four weeks, uh, 28 day challenge, um, four Monday challenges, uh, four workouts a week, um, a complete meal plan for all seven days of the week for all 28 days. Uh, there's a Facebook group, there's weekly coaching calls, um, there's tons and tons of stuff loaded up in this thing. I mean, it's a killer deal. So uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, look down in, below, there'll be a link for it. If you're listening to the podcast, it'll be somewhere in the show notes. If you're not sure where to go, go ahead. If you're following me on Instagram at you can call me coach, the link is in the bio uh, and there's more information there for you. So uh, again, potential for performance, post pandemic parent performance program, no longer 197, only 47 bucks. Click the link wherever you're at and uh, join on up. Seventy million, 70 million fathers uh, in America, right? And it, it's more than 70, it's 70 plus million. So it's, it's probably closer to like 72 or, or sorry, 71 million, but uh, that's a lot of dudes, right? So when you feel like things are going on in your life as a father, as a husband, um, as a, as a significant other, uh, just understand you're not alone. Right. And, and there's other guys listening to this podcast or other guys watching this video that are in very, very similar situations to you. I know in my, in my fatherhood groups, these guys are very similar, right? They all have differences, right? Because everybody's an individual and you have differences, but there's certain things that we can all connect on fatherhood being one of them, but then also other things that are going on in your life, right? Of those 70 million fathers in America, um, the average age for a father is like 27 and a half, right? And I talked to a couple of episodes ago, I talked to, uh, to Charles Oglesby about like fathers and like being a father later in life um, and that guys aren't ready necessarily to be fathers later in life. I'm sorry, are, aren't ready to be fathers earlier in life. Like they typically need to wait for fatherhood, need to wait for marriage because we aren't mature in those responsibilities yet. Um, a lot of us are spending our youth dreaming uh you know i'm going to the league uh i'm gonna you know do this or i want to you know sow my royal oats type of thing right um and then as we mature we realize that relationships are important we understand that we want to have a, a, a leave a legacy or have a lineage coming behind us and so we start thinking about fatherhood and marriage relationships things like that so typically the average woman is three years younger right so uh, a woman becomes a, a mother typically around 24 where the average father is like 27, right? And again, I think that goes to, to speak to the fact that we typically aren't ready to be fathers until later in our life because we understand uh, the gravity of the situation. Or we may not understand the gravity of the situation, but we know things will be different. So we put it off for longer. Or uh, we have this like, you know, we wanna be a provider kind of idea. So we wanna make sure that we're set in a certain financial setting. Like we have a certain amount of money to be able to take care of ourselves, our family, and so we push that off until we get there, or maybe we don't settle down. Uh, you know, we're still out there, like I said, sowing the oats. Um, we don't settle down with anyone to have a child until we're a little bit older, right? Um, speaking on that, like providing breadwinning kind of idea, um, that's really different now, right? Like, I, I mean, like I'm sure you guys know, um, in 1970, like 50% of the households, the father was the sole breadwinner. Like half the time, like he he was completely the breadwinner. Like the wife didn't work at all. And then 
the other half of the time is split up between like both of them having a job or, you know, very small percentage where it was the mother taking care of the family and the father was at home. So um, that's really different because now it's like 25%, right? 25% of the households now have a sole uh, breadwinner being the father, right? Most households are like a dual income situation. So 66% of the households are now are, are dual um, you know, dual incomes where dad works, mom works, right? We're both working jobs. Um, and so in those situations, like, I think there is a little bit less pressure to feel like you have to go out and, and, you know, bring in, bring home the bacon, so to speak. Um, and, and you can kind of acquire things a little bit easier because you have a, a, the support of another person. Um, but I think the pressure for guys is still there, to be, you know, I think we're, we're not enough generations removed from that time, like 1970s, really not that long ago. Um, so there's still some of that pressure of feeling like you need to be able to provide and support. Um, I think society definitely is pushing that idea still. Um, and I think it's okay. It's okay to feel like you need to be able to provide and support. Um, not to the point where you're stressed out about it, but I definitely think, you know, being, that's a part of being a father. Um, is, is, you know, having that urge to provide and protect and, and, you know, those things, right? And I'm sure you guys could agree. Um, speaking, uh, <laughs> speaking of um, bringing home the bacon, right? 50% of households, the father is the primary grocery shopper. I didn't know that, right? I thought that was just my house. Like I'm primary grocery shopper. Like uh, I'll go out and I can, yeah, because I'm quicker, I think is what happened with us. It's like, if I go to the grocery store, I'm, I got a list, I'm checking that list off. I'm coming home, right? My wife goes to the grocery store. She's like down aisle one, down aisle two, down aisle three, down aisle four, back to aisle one. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's, she's exploring the entire grocery store. So it takes her like two hours, three hours to just get the same amount of groceries. It takes me 45 minutes to get. So that's how it started. And then it just, it's like, look, I'm just going to take care of it. Like I can just go knock it out on the way home or, you know, I go do it in the morning before I do this or do that. And I think it just makes it easier. Um, and, and uh, going back to kind of like the provider, like she buys expensive stuff. Like, yo, we don't need the organic grass fed this or that. Like, I mean, I get it from a health perspective. Um, but like, we can probably save a couple of dollars here or there on this or that. Right. And that's just my own being cheap. Um, and I think a lot of fathers, <laughs> like you think about everybody hates Chris and Julius was super cheap. I'm not Julius cheap, but I definitely do like to save a dollar here or there. And so I, I don't mind doing the grocery shopping in order that like she wants to go to Sprouts and Whole Foods. I'm like, let's go to Winco and, you know, whatever is the nearest grocery store, Bonds or something like that. Right. Even Bonds is a little expensive. Um, so, yeah, 50 percent of the households that the father is, is the primary grocery shopper. I didn't think that was a thing, but I guess it is, right? Because when I go to the grocery store, it's usually all women, not all women, but it's mostly women there, like shopping. There. So I thought I was like just a, a, an anomaly, but I guess not, right? Um, here's one that I think is really cool and it, and it makes, you know, it fits the podcast kind of and what our goals are and, and trying to be better fathers is 75%, you know, they did a survey and 75% of, of fathers think that they involved now in their in their family and their kids lives than their father was and I think that uh, just speaks to progress over generations right I think some of that is um 
not being the primary, like not only being the breadwinner, right? Like, cause when you are the only one making the money in the house, you definitely have a, a huge responsibility to be away from the home and to be involved in your work because you have to take care of everybody. Um, and now that 60% or, or like dual income that leaves some room for you to be able to be more involved um, now, as opposed to maybe your father's generation. Um, but then I think a lot of us are more intentional about being involved. You know, we want to be a part of our family's lives. We want to be a, 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 in the middle of it. We want to be uh, impactful, right? We don't want someone else to have the impact on our child's life that we should have or we feel we should have. And so a lot of us are more involved. And 75% is a high number, right? Like, I, I mean, it, it, in school, it's a C, but, but just in percentage wise, 75% of fathers, uh, you know, that are more involved than their fathers were, that's a great number, man. I really like to hear that. And that, that was, that's one of the things that I was, I found in my research that excited me. And, and, and it makes sense because I feel like that, like I said, the group of guys that I hang with um, are all like that. Everybody's super involved, coaching their kids or, or just in, in different things, doing stuff with their kids all the time, uh, like really in, enriching their lives. And I think that's really cool. Um, Something that else, else that might contribute to that, and this is something that maybe wasn't as prevalent um, in 1970 or 1980 when your father was fathering, um, is almost two million, almost two million uh, fathers are stay-at-home dads, and that could be work from home or just stay from home while your while your wife is working, um, which is a huge jump from previously, right? Like in 1989. It was a low number, right? 2012, uh, it was a higher number. And some will say that's, that's in relation to like um, unemployment being high. Um, right now, unemployment levels are over the last year with COVID and all that, unemployment levels were higher. So there was a higher percentage of fathers at home. But um, I think that some of it is, is going to continue because there's so many online ways to work now, so many ways to work virtually from home businesses and entrepreneurs that you can do virtually from home. So that allows fathers to be home and be involved, um, which is which is really cool. Um, yeah. Uh, one more, and this is one is, is, you know, I don't know, it's cool and not cool, whatever. It doesn't really matter. I'm just gonna give it to you guys. 8% uh, of households in America are, are single father households, right? Like it, it, it's not a huge number. Um, hasn't really changed much. It's been pretty consistent. Typically, fathers aren't fathering on their own. They're usually in a relationship. Uh, there's definitely more single mother, um, really, I mean, single mother households. Typically, a single father household, it, the father is a higher earner than in, in comparison to a single mother household. So they're, they're typically nowhere near the poverty line, typically doing better um, in those situations. But in either, either regard, man, like I, I think the family structure is so important to, to a child's upbringing. Um, you know, single mother, single father, for whatever reason, um, it's a tough, it's a tough gig, right? Like I got the girls myself this weekend and it's going to be smooth because we got stuff to do, but like, it's, it's exhausting, right? Especially, like I said, we, we go hard for our family and we're all in and we're trying to be impactful and, and in the moment and present and mindful and, and like enriching and, and giving them all the things that we wish we had, like it can be a very exhausting job when you have a, when you, even, like for me, it's exhausting even with my wife, right? So when she's not around and I'm full-time all in dad, 
it's exhausting, man. It's tough. It's tough, right? Like, and and so um I I salute anybody that's doing this thing on their own, single mother, single father, either way, man. If you're doing it on your own, man, that's it's a tall task. And I- What's going on, guys? I look, I know the podcast is just starting to get good to you, but but I just wanted to let you know that the um the ebook, the ebook, seven steps to being healthy and fit. It's free, completely free. So uh, if you are are not already following me on Instagram, go ahead and follow me at You Can Call Me Coach, and you click the link in the bio, uh, and you can go ahead and grab that ebook right now. If you're not able to do that right now, I'm going to go ahead and put it down in the show notes somewhere. You can find that link. Go ahead and grab your copy of the book. Uh, if you don't like to read, you can also look on my YouTube page. I actually went through each step and detailed it, and actually gave a ton more information uh, that's actually in the book. So again, go ahead and grab your copy, your free copy of Seven Steps to Being Healthy and Fit, and let's get back to the podcast. I salute you for doing it, man. It's super cool that you are able to do it. I hope that unless it's by choice that you're able to find someone to help you do it, right? You have a a village around you, even if it's not a significant other, um, to help you support and build and and grow the next generation of of little people that are going to share your name. Um, so yeah, so that's just some of the numbers, man. I just wanted to run through those because I, I had been challenged, um, by someone to, to dive deeper into, um, fatherhood information and not just from my experience, but just some numbers, like what, what, what are the numbers look like? Right. And I think what I gather from it is there are, like I said, there are other dudes just like you, other dudes, just like me, right. That's why this podcast, that's what people are listening as people tune in because there's other people just like you. Right, that that wanna wanna be a better father, that are maybe in a similar situation, that are a single father, or or maybe are are a stay-at-home dad, or or maybe aren't the primary breadwinner, or maybe they are the primary breadwinner and they deal with the struggle of trying to figure out uh this thing is pitching my neck, trying to figure out how to manage uh being impactful and present and being more involved in their father, but also at the same time having to provide all of the funds for the family. Um, I can I can see that being a struggle. I understand how tough that is, right? Been in a similar situation. Um, luckily, not long, not no longer wasn't for very long, and I'm no longer in that situation. But I understand how how difficult it can be, right? When we were really young, uh, I was working, my wife was still in school, and uh, there is a load, right? It's definitely difficult, and I can't imagine having that and having a home and having kids and having cars and all these things that are falling on your plate and your plate only. Um, so just know that you're not alone. Um, know that that other people are just like you. Uh, hopefully by listening to the podcast, to different episodes, hearing other fathers talk, hearing other fathers speak about uh, their situation, you can gain some knowledge, gain some insight, gain some support to help you grow, right? Speaking of support, I have a Facebook group uh, called Brothers Supporting Brothers, um, which, is, which is literally just that. It's a group of guys uh, you know, like yourself, uh, like me in the, in the group. And we're, we know, just sharing our, our situations, sharing our story. And I know guys don't like to talk about the feelings and share the story. So we're not just in there, like, you know, hand holding and crying, just talking about, Hey, this is going on. Uh, has anybody experienced this? My daughter did this. My kid did that. My wife did this. This happened at work today. What's your experience? How are you handling it? Um, that kind of thing. So if you're looking for something like that, a community of, of, of dudes, just like you, uh, to share ideas. I mean, a, a band of brothers, if you will, right? Brothers supporting brothers. 
Um, I'm gonna put the link down in the show notes. Um, I'll, I'll put the link in in my bio. If you're following me on social media, you can follow me at, at you can call me coach. Um, follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood. In either situation, you'll see the link to that group. Um, come on in, man. It, it, you know, jump in the group. We would more than welcome you. Uh, we're excited to hear your journey. Um, you know, to share ours and to help you as much as we can. Um, I haven't, I didn't talk about fitness at all in this episode, but I, in, in talking about the numbers, understand there are some other numbers that, that I didn't bring up, that I didn't mention, um, that are important for us to address. Um, and that's like, and speaking specifically, as a matter of fact, I'll pull them up right now and grab my phone. Like I, I saw these the other day and they were kind of like, kind of took, like took me out a little bit. I was like, oh, wow, I had to post about it because it's not something that you see very often, but it's real, right? It's a real situation. And um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, See, now it's gonna be hard for me to find them. That's whack. Super whack. Okay, all right. So speaking specifically to black men, right? And most of most of the listeners, just by the the stats that I looked at, are, are black men. But men in general, right? Specifically to black men, forty four percent of black men are overweight. Okay, this is again fatherhood by the numbers, right? Fatherhood by the numbers. Forty four percent of black men, not necessarily fathers, but forty four percent of black men are overweight. 24% of black men are considered obese, right? So that's the next step above overweight, right? 40% of black men leave prematurely from cardiovascular disease, right? That means 40% of us are dying from some type of heart disease or some cardiovascular system disease. That's a big number. It's a huge number, right? If we're not taking care of your fitness, if you're not taking care of your body, right? You're predisposing yourself to that kind of situation, right? If you're, if you're overweight or obese, you're putting a lot more work on your heart, which leads eventually to heart disorders and diseases. Um, black men are dying 7.1 years earlier than other groups on average, right? We're leaving, we're leaving our family, our wife, our kids, our, our you know, whatever, significant other, seven years earlier, right? We're leaving seven years on the table when compared to other groups. We're two times more likely to have diabetes, right? And we know, like, if you, you know, we know that diabetes is a problem. Diabetes, high blood pressure, hypertension, we know those are problems, right? Those are all fitness, health related issues, though, right? Things that we could take care of to, to help ourselves so that we're not leaving seven years earlier. Something that we can do about, like, we can do something about it. Like, we don't, we can't say when or or how we're going to die. Like, we just don't know. We know the end date is coming. We know as sure as we're alive, we're gonna die, right? Nobody makes it out of life alive. But if we can stave off the reaper as long as we can, right? Through fitness, through health, then we probably should, right? Like, if you love fatherhood as much as I love fatherhood, I wanna do fatherhood for as long as humanly possible. And so because of that, I wanna make sure I'm taking care of myself. Matter of fact, when I finish this podcast, I'm going straight to the gym before I go pick up my kids from school. And I'm working out to stay healthy for them and my wife to make sure that I'm with my family for as long as I possibly can. 
Uh, I mentioned high blood pressure, two times more likely to have high blood pressure, All right? Which again, leads to uh, cardiovascular diseases and, and heart attacks and strokes and things like that, right? So this, this, is, this is something, I mean, again, these are just the numbers. I didn't make these up, right? These are things that are happening. And if we aren't focused on your fitness, and I hadn't mentioned anything about fitness ahead of time, if you aren't focused on your fitness, all of those other cool numbers won't matter, right? It won't matter if you're 75% more involved in your children's life, if you're not involved anymore at all. They're going to remember you. They're going to love you. But, but wouldn't it be great to have more memories? right? For a longer period of time. I'm, I know it would. I'm not even asking that. That's rhetorical, right? So let's make sure we're taking care of ourselves, guys. Let's make sure that we're, we're, we're attacking each day uh, to be impactful, to be present, right? To make sure we're doing what we can to stay healthy, eating healthy. Um, maybe, maybe when you go grocery shopping this week, like I do, maybe you do grab some organics from Sprouts <laughs> uh, to try to stay a little healthier, um, you know, little things like that. Um, I've mentioned this before and it still is free. Um, the seven steps to being healthy and fit, right? It's, it's an ebook that I wrote that is just kind of outlining things that you could do that have nothing to do with going to the gym, uh, and really don't really have much to do with what you eat, right? Um, it's just things that you can do that, that will help you stay healthy and fit, some ideas, some tips, some solutions that maybe you haven't considered. Um, if you're a person or a, a guy who is, is too busy or can't make the time or is, is not motivated, these things, these seven things, um, any one of them will be really helpful. If you could put all seven of them together, it'd be phenomenal, right? But sometimes, you know, like I say seven, it seems like a lot, but honestly, they kind of package together. Um, so it really ends up being like four right? Because the things kind of roll together. Once you do one, you don't really need to necessarily do it again because you've already kind of mapped it out, right? So seven steps to being healthy and fit. Um, I will leave uh, a link in the show notes or, or, you know, the link is in my bio, as I mentioned before, at you can call me coach at forfeit fatherhood on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, and go ahead and grab it, man. Like the worst case scenario, get it. You get some information from it that can be useful. Um, you take advantage of it. And, and here's something that I talked about. You have to be an action taker. If you have a situation, you have an issue, something you're struggling with, you have to be an action taker. You have to figure out what it is that is, is the issue and take action, right? Don't be a victim. Don't fall victim to the numbers, right? Don't fall victim to the numbers. All right, guys, I'm going to let you go. I am going to go hit the gym um, and, and, and take care of my fitness uh, hopefully some of these numbers, you know, spoke to you a little bit. Um, if, if those last numbers I gave out you somewhere, um, remember, uh, you know, like I say, grab the seven steps of being healthy and fit. You can message me. I am a, a personal trainer and online fitness coach. I can help you. Um, but this isn't a sales call. This isn't a, like a, a call to action for you to come find training from me. Um, I'm just letting you know that I have, I have a solution if you have a problem. Um, Thank you for, for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, totally appreciate you guys taking the time to figure out how to be a better father, uh, how to be more impactful and to be present. Um, shout out to you, man. Shout out to you single dads out there getting it done. Shout out to you. Uh, you know, shout out to the 70 million fathers that are, that are out there getting it done. 
Um, and especially shout out to the 75% of you who think you're doing better than your father was, but you're more present, more impactful. You guys are doing a great job, man. Keep it up. You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at You Can Call Me Coach on Instagram. Also, follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood, the number four and the letter U on You Can Call Me Coach. Uh, go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it. <laughs>